Hello, everybody. Dave Neal here, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. On this hump day, May 3rd, 2023, we've got all of your entertainment news in one place. Love is Blind, Vanderpump, and Bachelor content to get to. Plus, Dancing with the Stars is back on ABC. So much this and more on Bachelor Rush Hour. baby that's right i'm hanging on by a vocal thread folks can't get me down head cold and all i am back here in sunny southern california after a nice weekend for my birthday in rhode island in providence plantations but i gotta tell you i don't know if it was the bouncy pit that i was doing my uh, my sister rented a one of those bouncy castles for her son's birthday and uh, I had to show them a thing or two about my vertical that I can do in the bouncy house let me tell you this when you turn 35 you should no longer be in the bouncy house I'm 38 folks but um, not only did I come back with a stiff neck I got a stiff bronchial uh, passageway whatever I'm not a doctor folks but WebMD tells me I'm high as a kite but I'm here for you and I'm going to get through this intro as best as I can so much to talk about today and get this Dan Dancing with the Stars is right around the corner, and they have announced that they are back on ABC. Dancing with the Stars will simulcast across both America's broadcast channel and Disney Plus for season 32. And no surprises there. There is a writer's strike, which means there is a halt on production for scripted TV. So maybe this will mean that more reality shows are going to be greenlit or at least coming back to network TV because they got time slots to fill, baby. So I think it's a good idea for them to stream it on Disney+. Plus. I actually really enjoyed it on Disney+. Plus. There were no commercials. There was nothing but dance and glitter. And Len Goodman would have had it no other way. Of course, we know Len Goodman... Uh, original judge for the show passed away last week and the show will be back so it'll be simulcast so i'm guessing it'll be back on like we said terrestrial tv on abc which is a bigger audience than disney plus but um i guess we'll go back to those pesky commercials um and anyway in other reality news we as we know love is blind has had a huge just uh revolt from the uh, terrible judging or i should say hosting that the uh host nick and vanessa lachey have done uh you know asking everyone when are you gonna have babies which uh, look as someone who doesn't or hasn't had any babies i don't it doesn't really bother me but of course some people are trying or i've had miscarriages or other issues so it's a sensitive topic i just when i see when i see women asking other people when are you gonna have babies to me it's just like saying oh the weather's weird today you know it's just that next question they ask, when are you gonna get married when are you gonna have kids when are you gonna go to college when are you, you know it's just one thing after another i don't know if vanessa really cares uh, but either way here's the response response from uh, the uh, initial winners of Love is Blind. I say winners because I think they're one of the only successful couples. Cameron Reed Hamilton. As a community, can we agree that it's always inappropriate to ask couples when they're going to have a baby? Because you don't know what couples are going through at the end of the day. They may not be ready to have kids. They may be having difficulties conceiving. They may have other things going on in their lives that make it difficult to have a baby. So you really have no idea what's going on in a couple's life. A lot of couples go through a lot of turmoil and suffering and they don't show that to the surface. So this is not just for Lauren and I, this is for couples everywhere. It's inappropriate to ask them when they're gonna have a baby 
So just be happy for couples and appreciate them for who they are. And that's it, y'all. Yeah, and then he said in the comment section, the craziest part is we've been open about wanting kids and trying. It's all on God's timing. People continue to ask despite our candidness. And he also mentioned this message was not aimed at a specific person, Vanessa Lachey. Now, clearly, uh, uh, Vanessa's comments on the finale had sparked this conversation. It's a good conversation to have, and we're glad that folks are speaking out about it. And we're going to get to uh, uh, Howie Mandel on the Nick File podcast. What does he have to do with all of this? Well, we have got a full-blown Love is Blind Bachelor Vanderpump Rules three-way happening. Howie Mandel interviewed Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules, and he did a pretty lousy job at cross-examining Tom Sandoval, and he explains in the podcast interview that it wasn't his intention to cross-examine him. He just wanted to give this guy a platform to share his thoughts after he was exposed for cheating on his longtime girlfriend with Raquel. I'm going to have this clip for you right after a break for for our sponsors. So a lot of people aren't caught up on the Vanderpump Rules drama, which I totally understand. I'm just going to give you the shortest, quickest update here because it's something we're going to continue to talk about. It's a show about guys and gals in their 20s and 30s that work in the restaurant industry in West Hollywood. And they're kind of like quasi influencers. They're all kind of, um, they're, they're just, they're all wildly debaucherous. They've all cheated on each other. And we have Tom Sandoval cheated on his longtime girlfriend, Ariana, with this other girl who is Ariana's best friend named Raquel. And I'm going to play the trailer for you guys right now before I play what um, Howie Mandel had to say on Nick Files podcast. This finale will be on May 17th. This isn't a sponsor. This is just interesting stuff. So obviously it's meant for video consumption. I've got my full video on YouTube to check out, but either way, have a listen and you can really hear as the cameras catch in real time, Tom caught cheating on his longtime partner. Next time on the season finale of Vanderpump Rules. I was going to break up with Ariana regardless. But you didn't. You f***ed her boss friend instead. I sacrificed everything. Now my world just got turned upside down. I felt something I hadn't felt in a very long time. Jesus Christ, man. Me and Raquel became like really good friends. I don't give a f about f Raquel! Your friendship is bullshit. No, it's not! Yes, it is! You know everything! You think this is the first time he's been creeping around? It was one other time. Come on! How long have you known? Tom told me this a month ago. Are you and Sandoval an item now, Raquel? No. I regret ever loving you. Whoa. You don't deserve any of this. It turned out so horribly wrong. All right, and then, of course, we're going to have to see how it all plays out, but it is fascinating. Let me tell you this. If this show gives you guys as much anxiety watching it as it gives me, you might need to microdose some gummies, which is great because today's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast is sponsored by Microdose Gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Yeah, there's nothing crazier than popping um, an edible from the comfort of your home and watching other adults ruin their lives, and it's like... We can just turn the TV off at the end. No big deal for us. Microdosing helps curb my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. So you can watch a little Vanderpump Rules and then get a good night's sleep right after. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use our code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping. 
and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, microdose.com code rush hour. And you know who needs to microdose is Howie Mandel after the sort of um, uh, uh, the uh, volcanic reaction from Vanderpump Nation uh, after he interviewed Tom Sandoval. So what you heard there was Tom Sandoval admitting he's cheated and all these things. And then folks thought Howie Mandel was too easy on him. Well, it turns out Howie Mandel only got the interview um, with the required Requirement that he wasn't going to go hard on Tom Sandoval. Have a listen. <laughs> they wanted to hear me uh, cross-examine. They no, they wanted, wanted to hear me no, grill him. Grill him. You know the problem. The problem. The, the problem between me and my daughter here is my daughter is a huge a Vanderpump Rule fan who watches and knows everything. So the tough thing was, and I said to her, and we had this discussion. I go, you can't. You can't, if you hear something that you don't agree with, you can't challenge. There are no challenges on this particular moment. We're not challenging. That's not what this is about. Did you pro- Which some people found to be pretty eye-opening, but this is how it kind of works when you, there are fluff pieces. This is the problem with political TV too. Is sometimes as an audience we can't decide, we can't tell what is journalistic integrity from what is opinion pieces, and we need to do a better job of knowing the difference. It was pretty obvious when we watched this Tom Sandoval Howie Mandel interview what the difference was. But either way, um, there were no cross examinations happening, and Howie is not a journalist, and that's where it stands. So we'll have that full video up on YouTube, along with the uh, other video of what's going on with Vanderpump. We, we've, you know, we're just we're fully caught up on this story. My my uh, suggestion to you, if you're not caught up, is to get caught up. It's worth the investment in my eyes. All right, folks. Well, I've got my featured clip of the day that I'm going to share with you. That is coming up next. It is, um, uh, it's a story that's pretty big. It involves the Writers Guild um, of America, WGA. They are on strike and Love is Blind um, alumni Nick Thompson is calling out how this Writers Guild strike is going to lead to the continued exploitation of reality TV stars. So this episode of Bachelor Rush Hour is a little light on actual Bachelor news, but this is very important, and this is going to affect how the show operates in the future. Will shows like Bachelor and Love is Blind continue to exploit reality stars for the chance at fame, or will there be a little bit of collective bargaining to make sure they're treated with a little bit more sensitivity in the filming process? I'm not sure how it's all going to play out, but I do suggest listening to the following uh, debate here as we've got multiple podcast platforms chiming in on this conversation. Have a listen. I'm going to share with you right now what Nick Thompson has to say about the writer's strike. It's on day two right now. And I'm and I'm a pro-union guy. I've got my SAG card right here. This is my union card. I've been a member since 2008 Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Here we are. Now, YouTube doesn't fall under this contract, so I don't get to, I'm not working for the union right now. But if I was to work on a TV or movie, I would be protected with a legal team, making sure I am not exploited. And I think that is fair to ask for the other people working in TV. Here's what Nick Thompson has to say. The Writers Guild of America, or the WGA, went on strike. Well, why does this matter? History shows us that when the WGA goes on strike, there's an increase in reality TV production. Wondering why? It's because while crew members all have unions, or mostly have unions, the cast of reality shows are unrepresented and therefore can work 
mass amounts of hours for far significantly less wages. This all combined makes reality TV much cheaper and easier to produce, especially during a strike. In my experience in Love is Blind, the only time we got a break was for an hour or so, while the union day of the crew ended and they swapped out for a brand new crew because they had maxed out their hours for the day. Considering what we're all coming forward with about the porn and humane practices on reality TV cast members, this is only going to exacerbate that problem. More exploitation of human beings for big production companies' profits. Sad. Now, we know um, uh, you might say, well, on Dancing with the Stars, uh, you're not an employee if you're a dancer. What is that? The dancers get paid? Oh, the dancers on Dancing with the Stars are part of SAG-AFTRA because they're dancers and they're performers and they, they're covered in the SAG-AFTRA. Oh, but the celebrities that go on Dancing with the Stars, they're just celebrities. They're not employees. What's that? The celebrities on Dancing with the Stars get paid? A lot of money. Wow. Way above the actual union rates. Okay, so the issue here that we see is shocking the way Nick Thompson just put it. Now I'm going to slow and I'm going to slow this down for everybody. What he's saying is they work so many hours during the day that Love is Blind and I'm sure Bachelor does this too as separate producers, has separate sound guys, has separate um production assistants, has separate union members that oh, production assistants aren't in a union but they really should be. Um but but in this case they're working so many hours that they tap out at the 10 to 12 hour mark and they swap them in like it's a hockey game and that is true so in screen actors guild i get paid a base rate for eight hours at the eight to ten hour mark i get paid time and a half at the 10 to 12 hour mark i get paid double time now here's where it gets kind of crazy if you work me 16 hours in a day i get paid one day's rate every single hour after that so if i work 20 hours i'm getting paid a full day's rate to eight hours a time and a half till 10 double time all the way to 16 and then a full day rate from 16 to 24 it is a wild amount of money and they don't want to pay that so what they do is they'll bring in different shifts of people which is normal in a normal job you'll have first shift second shift third shift and um you'll you know shift work right uh we all know shift work but here we have the uh contestants getting paid you know a thousand dollars for the week but that breaks down to seven dollars an hour so are we paying them as employees or are we not if it's just a meal stipend to be a part of experiment then there still should be collective bargaining to get that rate raised if we are paying them as employees then then there are huge labor violation laws now in one of the lawsuits that's existing out there they're claiming that the uh uh, uh, that the production company, Kinetic, uh, actually filed W-2s on their behalf. So if Kinetic thinks that they're employees and the IRS thinks that they're employees, what the hell are we even arguing about? And I and I think this is respectfully why Nick ha Vial hasn't continued this conversation because even his own producers are pushing back. Here's his producer, Amanda. I already shared this, but it's telling. Here's his producer, Amanda, pushing back. And, and trust me, Nick Vile, you need people like her in your life. It makes your show way more interesting to have a different opinion. About how in the industry, like w when there's pr like specifically in the entertainment industry, like I feel like something people talk about all the time is like, oh, people treat their assistants really badly and then the assistants become the agents and then those agents treat their assistant and it sure. becomes this like cycle. And so I, I That's guess- That's a job though. This isn't a job. Even though even though some of these people want it to be thought of as a job. Now I know it was a short-lived experiment, but Nick was on Dancing with the Stars. He did get paid to be on that 
reality show. So which reality shows are jobs and which reality shows aren't jobs? Are we really able to make the sort of, um, I don't know, the judgment over which is which? Or should we just have a collective agreement, maybe a union, maybe a collective agreement that there'll be certain pay rates happening? Is it too much to ask for $20 an hour for while people are being filmed? Is that too much to ask? Okay, so here's so here's where we disagree. Nick says right, this so is then, so then uh, we we got so we I just wanted to share with you what Nick's opinion was here that it is not a job. So we've already covered this in several different videos, but this is a new clues corner brought to you by Game of Roses Pod, who does a really good job of fighting against the powers that be, which is essentially the producers and the people that are in charge of of the exploitation that happens. Common sense, Amanda. So they shut out Amanda specifically here. She's the producer on the right for her common sense in the argument. Have a listen. It's fantastic. Really valid point. And the, especially when it comes to drinking, like I would say that there's a really clear distinction between like putting people in an environment where, you know, they're stressed, like it's a reality TV show. They might be getting married soon and having an open bar. Like, I'm not saying that's not fair game, but like the not having access to water thing is it like, I just think there's two different conversations here. And well, I totally to me there was no access to water and then we can have a good discussion. So, so I just paused well, here. So Nick, Nick, and, and it's and it is it is very much like a proof. Prove to me. So he's asking for proof that these sort of complaints existed. And I would say this: if anyone had brought a complaint to Nick previously, you would consider that not exactly hard evidence. Does he want a smoking gun? Does he want someone saying, hey, we're going to hold back water from you? Or can we just rely on contestants' stories saying this had happened? And you would think if people had brought this up to Nick in the past that he might also argue, okay, it sounds like there's a problem happening. Oh, wait, what happened two years ago? Reality Steve brought this up to Nick. Really is what goes on in that show. I think then it just turns into this is a case by case scenario because what you dealt with has been, like you said, that was your experience. But when I've had people specifically tell me I wasn't allowed to eat, I wasn't allowed to go to bed until I gave a producer a line that they told me to say, eh. it does happen. That's all I'm telling. So his response was, eh, you knew it acknowledge it does happen on the show. They will tell people you cannot go to bed until you say this line. OK, so the response to that would be, did anyone hold a gun to your head? Well, that's not how it works. You know, you're sometimes they might have your passport or your license or they might have your cell phone. They, and then they you you forget that you have autonomy. And this is how it works in cults. Like in most cults, no one forces you to stay within the walls. It's psychological commitment that they that they sort of pull out from you. And Nick was on the show years ago, really, when it was a different guard. And maybe things have changed since then. I'll give him that benefit that he didn't experience this firsthand. But this is one of those issues where you can't be so dismissive if something didn't happen to you you think that it hasn't happened to others john i feel like that's why they're suing but they can't even be heard because everyone's like oh the real entitled Ooh. reality tv stars nice amanda lippard coming pods. with the guns yeah. i love it and so yeah yes yeah, so we have chad here cheering on amanda i'm cheering on chad as chad cheers on amanda and if anyone is friends with amanda or knows her send her this video and tell amanda because i've re i've reached out to her but I'm, I'm not surprised if she hasn't responded here but i've reached out to her to say good job keep keep sharing your opinion you're worth more and i'm not and i'm not saying this guys in any way for her to have any issue with her current job but she's definitely worth a voice in this argument they have the gold fucking cups the, the whole time. the whole season is people holding gold cups 
But what if and that's rosé? But they're not. The producers aren't pouring rosé into their cups. Yeah. Yes, like, they are. Drink? And they're like, water or rosé? <laughs> There's literally a fucking shot of 20 uh, gold cups full of booze to start the, the party scene that they were talking about earlier. And the other reason why they use these gold chalices is that you can't see uh, what they've edited. So it's like, well, maybe they've mixed a conversation around and you can't see how far down their drink is. It helps for their continuity issues. My kind of reaction to it is just, I feel like if Netflix did not give them water, that would be a huge legal liability that they would open themselves up to. Yeah, they're and, not dumb enough to like do something that stupid. And it says in the contract they can do whatever they want. Take away your civil rights. There is no legal liability. That's what the contract says. They have no legal liability for any of the fucking miseries they're going to visit upon people. Now, my, my guess is this, that there isn't some uh, nefarious producer who says, starve them. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, But I do believe if they've got a production assistant or someone who's in charge of them, the last priority is their basic needs. They're in charge of other people. They're more worried about getting the producer's lunch orders taken than they are about getting water for these contestants and people have argued well they've got sinks they can just drink out of the tap and other and then others have said well those those sets that they're operating on don't have plumbing they're they're in the middle of a giant factory it's like an ikea showroom so yes they might have some water no one's dying of thirst the issue isn't whether or not they're going to live or die the issue is are they being exploited with a lack of sleep with a lack of basic needs and lack of normal things that give you your humanity and is that what is causing all the drama on the show that's the issue so i don't want to get too far away from the issue no one's dying of thirst here that's not the problem it's basic rights breaks every couple hours um uh, a pay that that is uh commensurate with a normal a livable salary you know, it, we have to remember, and, and again, unions are a very popular thing, but there are union busting tactics going on everywhere out there. We know Starbucks just got their first union, which was a big deal and a scary deal for Starbucks. You're allowed to start a union, but uh, corporations will do anything they can to stop you. So this one guy was trying to start a union um, and uh, there's so many stories like this. He was trying to start a Starbucks union and then someone from HR called him up and started questioning them about were they eating any of the food. And of course, when the food's done at the end of the night, they bring it to the back and before it expires, they'll give it to the homeless people uh, or shelters or things like that. And they got one guy to admit that he uh, ate like a biscuit or something when he was leaving work. Who doesn't eat a biscuit from work? Now, technically, are you allowed to? No, I guess you could be fired from that. But the point being, everyone who is trying to form a union, they just start putting this pressure on you and they start to really squeeze down. Even going so far as Starbucks has closed locations. And why do we use Starbucks as an example? We use Starbucks as an example because we all know what a cup of coffee looks like. We all know what a $7 latte looks like. Like, and we're not talking about uh, $100 an hour salary negotiations. We're talking about basic livable wages. People will comment on this video. Oh, Starbucks offers their employees health care or this or that. And Starbucks has done a good job of having that propaganda to show what they offer. But when the bosses, when the CEOs are making thousands of times more than their employees, are they thousands of times, um, uh, you know, more... Um, 
Are they working that hard? Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. Union busting is a field populated by bullies and built on deceit. A campaign against a union is an assault on individuals and a war on truth. As such, it is a war without honor. The only way to bust a union is to lie, distort, manipulate, threaten, and always, always attack. So anyway, we um, there's different tactics that are used, but it, the same thing is happening with Amazon and these big corporations where they know their profit is made off of the backs of the workers who are working barely above minimum wage in a minimum wage that hasn't changed in decades. So uh, we need to think twice when we go, oh, oh, please give me a break. They asked for it. They signed up for it, this or that, because that that really uh, is what the, the powers that be want us to think like. They want us to fight with each other here. Bounce off of that, like the stipend is nothing, but the reason it's, a, in my opinion, with no legal advice, the reason it's a stipend and not a wage. I feel like it would be bad optics to be like, we're firing you because you refuse to marry your coworker. Exactly. And they're or, protecting themselves. Or the whole like, are you doing this for money or are you doing this for love? You know, there's a reason why they're not. No, no, no. So Nick, uh, the producer here actually has a better argument, which is if you make them an employee, then how can an employee actually get married and all these things? That's a separate stipulation. That's a separate HR issue than doing this for money or doing this. So what, what Nick's argument here is um, if you're if they pay them, then people will wonder if they're doing it for money. And the problem, the problem becomes the only way that people can recoup their money is to then become more of an influencer than they probably would have needed to be in the first place because they do lose a lot of money by going on the shows. They lose their job. They spend a lot of money on wardrobe and all these other things. Not paid because it actually takes away from the integrity I of the show. Give a minimum wage. Like I'm not saying you need to. So Nick says it takes away from the integrity of the show. <laughs> Nick, there is no integrity on the show. Okay. And at this point, including yours, because we're just not getting to the truth of the argument here. And already judging from some of the comments I've received from this video, there's a lot of people saying, oh, get over it. Why do you keep talking about this? Which I believe people feel that they're correct in their judgment that everyone needs to work hard. I just know, in a, anyone else who's been in a career that involves a lot of exploitation, that people in companies won't do the right thing without the collective bargaining to force their hand. And I think that's what this conversation is all about. I'd love to know what all of y'all think out there. I'm going to be back tomorrow. Hopefully my voice will be a little bit better. I'm going to drink a lot of tea today, but I'll be back tomorrow with more entertainment news for you. In the meantime, thank you guys all so much for supporting me and for all the likes and subscribes. Keep on sharing it and following. Uh, you know, your, your continued support helps us get new advertisers, which helps us get better interviews and better gear. And we're going to keep investing back into this show. And I appreciate y'all hanging out with me. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.